Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When recording the podcast today during the radio show, we got a ton of email response immediately asking, where can I get that? Where can I get that? Um, we hit a couple of things. One on the economy in hour number two, uh, that we opened with this great letter of why I gave up on Joe Biden. Somebody who was a, a big Joe Biden and Democratic never, ever voted any other way than blue why they have changed and it is great advice for all americans that and uh jim brewer he was uh, on this week's podcast and uh there are clips of it today on this podcast very very funny you don't want to miss it that'll come out on saturday wherever you get your podcast available now at blaze tv all this brought to you by Goldline. Most Americans still don't know it's impossible to use your retirement account to acquire precious metals. They could be saving up for retirement, also building a protective wall against inflation and other forms of economic insanity that will pop up. Boy, listen to the second hour of today's podcast. You'll understand. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Goldline can help you out right now. Contact Goldline today. Ask them for their free information. I'm not asking you to buy anything or just asking you to get the information and find out if it's right for your family. It is for mine. Now, when you're on the phone, just tell them, mind your business or give them the code MYB, mind your business. That will get you a free silver bar, a mind your business silver bar that they're going to give you just as a thank you for calling in. So request their information at goldline.com. Or call them. They're waiting for your call now. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. All righty. Wow, what a turn of events. I, I thought Russia was losing uh, I mean, winning and it was all over for the Ukrainians and now it's mm-hmm. all over for the Russians. I mean, I can't keep up with it. <laughs> and it shifted quickly, quickly, quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> but another six hundred million dollars uh, in military equipment after a two billion dollar week last week. So they're probably pissed with us right now. How dare you? decrease your donations by that much uh that's outrageous how are we going to win this war where is this money going where it's is this money it's the best laundromat in world history oh it is it is it is i somebody should do an investigation i will Mm -hmm. bet you that money has been routed some of it has been routed right back here to the united states that a lot of that money Mm -hmm. is going to very dark places Mm -hmm. um but there's something else that we should be concerned about you know we've talked about all the people that have fallen out fallen out of windows (laughs) 
in clumsy, Russia. There's a lot of clumsy Russians. Right. Rich and clumsy. Yeah, and they always seem to be on the roof <laughs> or near an near enormous a window. window yeah. that's easy to fall out of. <laughs> yes. You know? Or on the high seas where they just, oh, oh, oh. fell off that boat. <laughs> Dang it. Man, oh, darn. man, I fell into that meat grinder. Oh, it's boy. weird how this happens. <laughs> uh, well, there were local lawmakers, um, seven of them in the St. Petersburg uh, district that came out and said enough of Putin. We 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 have to speak out against this war. And by mm. the way, that is uh, treason in uh, Putin's Russia and um and gosh darn it they 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 are free to do whatever they want now in those jail cells <laughs> uh because <laughs> uh, they've all they were all scooped up uh last night and uh, mm. so they're but I'm sure they're going to get the same if not better treatment uh than the January 6 people will get here you know what I mean yeah you yeah, know yeah. they've only been they've only been in jail uh Without a trial, some of them for almost two years now. And that's that's, that's, I not, mean, that's eh. not bad. No. Well, because some of them actually paraded in the Capitol building. Please you don't can't use that word. Please don't use that. that word. Let me just. I, I apologize. Let me, could I please just say that is not an endorsement of parading? <laughs> no, it is not. Uh, not to not meant to incite any sort of parading. No. And we stand against firmly against all parading. How long have we said that? Oh, I mean, we've been against parading, parading since, forever. I think the, the that was 50s. the first thing that I thought of yeah. when you know I'm thinking, oh man, this could get dangerous. People could start parading, and they did, and they, they did. did. Mm -hmm. Now, another disturbing thing, Vladimir Putin's car was attacked and um, his limousine was hit by a loud bang. Now, I don't know if the person who wrote this knows that a loud bang can't actually hit a car. <laughs> Something that causes a loud bang can um, the car drove safely with Putin unharmed, but there have been multiple arrests from his security service and other bodyguards have simply vanished among claims that uh, secret information about his movements has been compromised. Wow. He's in trouble. This would uh, you remember the Archduke Ferdinand that nobody at the time knew anything about and you most likely know nothing about. That's the guy that was killed that started World War One. What do you think happens if somebody assassinates Vladimir Putin? World gets safer or not so safe? Could go either way. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to bet on it? Apparently, our government is. Um, let me play. Um, let me play this poor, poor story from uh, Lisa Belcastro. She runs the homeless shelter in Martha's Vineyard. Oh, Cut one. Times are, times are tough there. What are the most difficult challenges? Mm. The difficult challenges are uh, 
we have at some point in time they have to move to somewhere else, right? We, we cannot. What? We don't have the services to take care of 50 immigrants. 50. Um, and we, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island. Yeah. And so we, we don't, we can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. Huh. Wow. Wow. It's interesting because the population full time mm-hmm. at Martha's Vineyard, you know what mm-hmm. that is? 17,000. During the summer months, it increases a little bit to 200,000. Okay, so they're in wow, the so fall now. You don't have anywhere to put these people? There's no homes what? available? 50 people can't be housed? Wow. I, you could put all 50 of them in one of their 17,000 square foot homes. Come on. <laughs> we don't have anywhere to put them. Shut up. No, but can <laughs> I tell unreal. you something? Laredo does. Oh, yeah. Laredo, Texas. Laredo has so and many. Del Rio. Empty, and, yeah, yeah. So many empty houses. Oh, my gosh. And we, they're just sitting there and they're like, please, I wish we could have some groups of people just come overnight across the border. And not and, 50, but like 2 million in the yeah, last year. Yeah. <laughs> but only 2 million. But Laredo you know, can handle that. They can handle that, of course. Don't turn Martha's <laughs> Vineyard into a border town. What, is, what does that mean exactly? Well, CNN, CNN knows. Cut two. All of your documentaries are about history. Yeah. This is with Ken. But Bryce. all of them also make you think about where we are exactly. now. And we woke yeah. up to the news this morning that Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida sent two plane loads of migrants uh, to Martha's Vineyard off the coast of Massachusetts, including Bastard. kids and whatnot. And I'm not saying this is kids not a one for one. This is not a parallel here in any way. But it does address some of the same themes better part of this documentary. Well, it's the abstraction of human life. It's basically saying that you can use a human life that is as valuable as yours or (sighs) mine or Lynn's and to put it in a position of becoming a political pawn in somebody's authoritarian game. This is the uh, coming straight out of the authoritarian playbook. This is what's so uh, disturbing about DeSantis mm. is to use human beings, to weaponize mm. human beings for mm-hmm. a political purpose. It's like when somebody disagrees with him in Florida, like the Walt Disney Company, he punishes them. This is not the actions of a person participating in a democratic process in which there's an exchange of ideas. This is about punishing political enemies, putting on uh, shows, political shows, political Uh theater. Mm. And in this case, this is with the lives of human beings. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is. That that that's that's Ken Burns, the filmmaker. He did a. 28-hour feature on bees. <laughs> really? You're the guy we're going right. to listen to No, on but this? I mean, he is the guy who has brought us so much history. Forget the bee thing. I don't know what that was. But he's brought us so much history and perspective yeah, on yes. things. And this guy is actually saying this about silencing your opponents. And he mm. doesn't see. He calls... Florida, Florida, the authoritarian here mm. and not the U.S. government. I, I mean, I just there are people that are so lost right now. Yeah. I actually I feel sorry for a lot of people because I think a lot of people I'm, I'm reading a book. In fact, I highly recommend. Let me give you a couple of books here. The right to remain innocent is so important that you read. This is, what do I do if the, you know, ATF shows up at my house? 
The Right to Remain Innocent. It's by James Duane. The other one that I'm reading right now that is fascinating is The Psychology of Totalitarianism. It's by uh, Matthias Desmet. He is a professor of clinical psychology at the University of Ghent, which I had to look up. Where the hell is Ghent? I know it's someplace in weird parts of Europe. Yeah, Brussels. Uh, Mm. (laughs) If that's a weird part, but it is really. It's French. Anyway, um, he's a professor of clinical psychology, and he started to see what was happening um, during COVID. And he was like, this is not good. And he is talking about how 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 does totalitarianism come about? And he's using examples of the past and tying them to today and showing one for one examples. And uh, it's it's fascinating. But so many people are so anxious. This is this is the problem. And some of this is manufactured, like I believe the um, Amtrak story was. Um, Some of it is manufactured. Some of it is the government causing it, for instance, gas prices, inflation, et cetera, et cetera. And then ratcheting all of that anxiety up. And people are so anxious, they don't know they're, they're on unsteady footing. And when somebody steps forward and says, this guy, these guys are your problem, a lot of people just fall into that because it, has the, it gives them a way to direct their frustration towards something. And it makes them feel, again, part of a team. And that's how totalitarians work. And that's exactly what Joe Biden is doing in these latest uh, speeches about the MAGA Republicans. Right. He's directing everybody to focus their attention on how bad and how extreme Trump supporters are. And I will tell you that if you're a MAGA Republican, you you need to be aware of that as well. You can't. Just be on a team. You must have reason. Mm-hmm. And when you feel under attack is when you put all of your shields up and you can go in the wrong direction. As so, they did on January 6th. This is why I tell you that a reliance and a return to God is absolutely mm-hmm. vital. If, if you think you're anxious... I'm sure you are, but I, I read the stuff that you don't, I read the stuff for you that that way you don't have to read it. I look at the entire world and the entire landscape and everything every day. I'm consuming hours of this and it's poison. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you every day I go on the air and I have a pit in my stomach. I am right now, and I would ask for your prayers, I am right now trying to double my efforts and re-establish every single lifeline I have with God. Because I know this to be true. I always have. God does not is not the author of fear. God is the author of love. God is the author of square your shoulders. There are more with you than against you. And I'm telling you this to be a fact. You have no idea how engaged the heavens are 
right now in your personal struggle. You just need to recognize it. Reconnect with God and get away from fear. When you do that, you'll be able to see clearly and more importantly, you'll be able to hear clearly and you will hear his voice prompting you on what you need to do because only God knows there is not an expert on the planet that can tell you what you are supposed to be doing now. God can get into a place in your life where you can hear him and beg him to help you navigate these waters so we can bring as many to shore as possible. Things break down over time. It's literally the way the world works, and it is especially true for all those old VHS and camcorder tapes that you might have, including all those memories that they contain, the weddings, the family outings, the Christmas, the funny things the baby did before they grew up and turn into monsters. Did I say that out loud? They eventually <laughs> grow out of the monster, don't they? Right? They go, yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you, Pat. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. And don't forget, rate us on iTunes. You ready, Pat? Oh, I was born ready for this yeah. discussion. I yeah. can't wait. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to yeah. be. This is going to be good eating right now. Yeah. Okay. Good eating. All right. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple of stories that I want you to read uh, read today in my show prep, and you can get it at glenbeck.com. It is free, but there's uh, many stories in here, but I'm going to give you a couple that I think are very important to read. The first one is just like in September 2008, many investors feel a fear a dangerous chain reaction is starting on Wall Street. Listen to this. Widespread selling that we saw on Tuesday was more than just a little bit frightening. The Dow just kept plunging through the day. The S&P 500 and the Nasdaq actually performed even worse than the Dow did. Dow Industrial Average slid 1,200 points or 3.94% to close, blah, 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 blah. Just five stocks on the S&P 500 finished in positive territory. Mm. Tech stocks were hit particularly hard with Facebook parent Meta skidding 9.4%. NVIDIA shed 9.5%. Worst day for stocks since the early days of the pandemic. But one bad day does not make a crisis. Hopefully tomorrow will be better. Mm. When you can compare the current behavior of the stock market to how it behaved in 2008, it's a little frightening. I want to put a chart up if you're watching Blaze TV. The red is 2008, and the blue line is current. That's almost exact. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's a little terrifying, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's happening in the same times. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. You need to. Hang on. You know what? I've prepared. I just want to take a little quick little break here just just to okay. regather ourselves. Uh-huh. And now, the Glenn Beck Program presents Distracting Happy Thoughts. It's a puppy dog in a car right oh, there. Look at, See, yeah, look at the puppy dog. Sticking yeah. his head out the window. That's it's always so fun funny. and nice. Yeah. Uh, his yeah. tongue is wagging. <laughs> <laughs> 
God, it's that's so great. Fun. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, <laughs> now back to death and destruction. <laughs> let me give you. Glenn. Let me give you the next article. Inflation is turning hyper. Hmm. Yeah. Like in Argentina, where it's <laughs> well, at about a hundred percent. Only at a hundred percent. Did you see though that they're raising their interest rate? Get mm-hmm. this. We mm-hmm. think it's bad here. Mm-hmm. They're raising their interest rate to seventy-five percent. Yeah. Seventy-five percent interest. What? I, I don't think I've ever heard of that. Yeah, you can't. You you can't. You cannot function. There's no. no there, it's just like you're, you're not getting. You're that's that's a mob economy. loan. That's yeah, a right. mob loan. Right. Um, but Argentina has gone through this before. Yeah. Here's. Um, this is interesting. If you look at the housing market today, the Fed raising the interest rates has caused a crash of unprecedented proportions. 500,000 single family homes sell new sales, the lowest since 1952. Mm. So we went from the highest to now the lowest since 1952. Of course we did. This is when I'm trying to sell my home. Of yeah. course. Of course we did. Yeah, I know. I'm, I know. Just, I'm only one year behind, but it might as well be 100 years. Exactly right. Exactly right. Mine's almost finished. Is it? Two weeks. Okay. Two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> Two Mine's weeks. almost finished. Yeah. <laughs> I said to my wife, uh, because literally, literally, I am not making this up. Literally, one of the workers, I said, so when is this going to be done? Literally. Oh, Definitely within the next two weeks. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. It's okay. been, has it been a year or more? A year? Uh, two it's been years? Two. Has it really? It's been two years. Two years. Gosh, that's unreal. Yeah. So anyway, you just can't get stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, that's man. True. Can't get yeah, that. Oh, good. Okay, good. Anyway, so the housing, uh, the housing market is trouble. You know what's happening with uh, your grocery prices. Mm-hmm. It, it is... Out of control. Groceries have had the largest spike and are more expensive than they've been since 1979 at the height of this nonsense. And we are not finished. We are going into bad prices Think about now. that. That's the Carter years that were so bad and that we remember so and this not fondly. And is the beginning yeah. of it. Okay. So this story is wrapped mm-hmm. around... You know, could we do one more little happy thought before we go into this? Because yes, this please. is and this now, is the Glenn Beck program presents distracting happy thoughts. <laughs> Look at it, it's a puppy on a bed. Look at it, it just caught a, caught a scratching underneath his cheeks. There, I love that for you. Ah, no, no, no. You just want to kiss your puppy over. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, listen to this. Mm-hmm. This is Europe. Money supplies took off during COVID lockdowns. Now it's about to take off again to pay everyone's energy bills. But that's not all. Demands for currency and credit to be conjured out of thin air to pay for everything will be coming back thick and fast. Expectations that energy prices, including European electricity, have peaked are naive. Putin is yet to put the winter and spring screws onto Europe and the world fully. It will be surprising if global oil and natural gas prices in Europe are not significantly higher on a 12-month view. Europe has messed up its electricity supplies. 
that is where energy costs will rise most. Bankers are trying to reduce their loan exposure to rising interest rates, undermining the GDP. Because paying for everyone's energy bills, rescuing troubled banks, collapsing tax revenues, and difficulty in selling government debt on rising yields, governments are expected to apply economic stimulus to support both their economies and financial markets. Furthermore, the um, a far greater impact on prices than contracting bank uh, credit is the expansion of central bank credit. The replacement of commercial bank credit by central bank credit will have a far greater inflationary impact than the deflation from the bank credit alone. What they're talking about in this story is right now, the Europeans have put price controls on Russian gas and oil. And now they're doing this to protect the households and the businesses from the energy crisis. But now they still can't control it and people aren't able to do it. So Switzerland and now the UK are combining inflationary monetary policies of recent years, environmental wokeism, and what they say in this article, the most irresponsible energy policies with a decision to sanction the world's largest energy exporter. The G7 and G20 now are all about agreement acting together, a united front to prevent the markets from taking control of events out of government's hands. Lines of communications between the formal uh, meetings, blah, blah, blah. They're just going on to say everyone now is working together. All of the central banks in Europe are working together. In Britain's case, it is proposed. Listen to this. In Britain's case, it is proposed that electricity and presumably gas bills will be fully funded by the government. Anything above twenty five hundred pounds per household. So if the energy price wow. goes over, and mm. it is, if, if it goes over 2500 the government will pay for all of that with support arrangements to be put into place for businesses. Now, France, most of their nuclear power is now shut down. 32 uh, plants out of the 56 nuclear reaction, reactors they have, 32 of them are now out of action. Four are showing signs of corrosion and small cracks in the cement works. And 12 reactors mm. are suspected of being uh, similarly affected. The other 16 are now being shut down for maintenance. Who is expected to sell? Who is the UK expecting to get all of their energy from? France. France. Hmm. How this is going to how they're going to support small businesses remain unclear. It is extremely complex, but there's little doubt that without the support, the economy will collapse winter and uh, this winter as businesses shut down, unemployment skyrockets and the lowest rungs in society, the elderly and struggling single mothers find it impossible to keep body and soul together. From the government's point of view, if nothing is done now, revenue will collapse. Welfare costs will escalate. 
civil disobedience will worsen and law and order will break down. The same problems will arise in the European Union with some nations facing greater propensity to riot. So here's what's going to happen. This is what this is saying. There is there's no market for these bonds anymore. The loans. Okay. Every time we spend money. We have to sell that bond. It's like when you have a school board bond. Yeah, we're going to raise the taxpayer money over this period of time. Should we build a new school? And you always vote yes for these bonds. Well, that's because you're paying for them. You're voting to say, yes, I'm going to pay that. You notice we don't vote for government bonds because there's not enough tax dollars to pay for what we're spending. So we instead go to other countries and say, can you buy this? Because we want to spend this. So you buy this piece of paper saying that we're going to pay you back at, you know, this interest rate. Nobody wants to buy them. And it's not just us. The entire world has said to the Western world, "Uh, no, thank you. England is already at 110 percent debt to GDP, which means Mm. Everything for an entire year that they spend, build, make, sell, everything, they still have 10% more that they still owe. Um, so what's happening? As the energy prices get more expensive, as food prices get more expensive, the government has to spend more holding people up. If no one will buy their bonds, and no one will, gang, we all are going to have to just start printing money. That's what's coming. If you think, if you listen to any of these liars, or they just may be misinformed, or I could be wrong. Honestly, I could be wrong. Do not take my word as gospel. But I have spent 20 years focused on this problem and what's coming and how it all fits together. These experts are looking at one little slice of the pie. I've been looking at the entire revolutionary state from technology to joblessness to uh, instability and riots on our streets to our instability of our government All of it, all of it. And uh, I warn you, Europe is about to go through hell and tighten everything down because we are shortly going to follow what you're seeing. What you're seeing right now. Sarah just said, please. Puppies. Puppies. And now, the Glenn Beck Program presents Distracting Happy Thoughts. Oh, look at it. It's a dog and a kitty cat laying together. Oh, Oh, look at them. They're kind of like hugging each other. Oh, they're so sweet. Adorable. That's so sweet. Okay. Uh, (laughs) So it's uh, a nightmare about to hit. Please, please. Fear not. The heavens are engaged. Are you engaged with the heavens? You are not going to convince God to be on your side. We must be on his side. Realign everything in your life now so you can be on his side 
And together we will weather all of these storms. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. I have to share this because this is just so crazy. So crazy is as if, well, they do. They think you're a moron and all they want to do. They know they can't stop this from coming out. All they want to do is muddy the waters and slow you down from being on their trail. This happened up in Canada. A senior official with the World Economic Forum says Canada should be talking about more important things than conspiracy theories targeting the World Economic Forum. Uh, Adrian Monk, managing director of the World Economic Forum, argues that politicians espousing these theories should ask themselves whether they're spreading disinformation coming from bad actors. Quote, Canada should be talking about a lot of things right now. It shouldn't be talking about the World Economic Forum based here in Geneva. You know, there are bigger issues, really, for them to be thinking about. It began with an opinion piece published on the WEF's website in 2016 entitled, Welcome to 2030, I own nothing, have no privacy, and life has never, ever been better. Well, the author says, it was just a discussion about getting some of the pros and cons of the current technological development, you know, starting, you know, we just wanted to think about it, and Klaus Schwab said, maybe we should post it so people can think. Uh, And we have been thinking about it. We have been thinking about it, and we've thought we don't like uh, the Great Reset. These opinion pieces uh, were published, and uh, the Great Reset, he says, now the spokesperson, has morphed into this conspiracy theory claiming that a cabal of global elites is planning to remake society to eliminate private property and impose authoritarian global government. He said the Great Reset is just an idea that grew out of the pandemic. That's weird because that idea was happening before the pandemic. The idea was that we should also try and suggest to people what they might think about spending their time and money on, you know, and the kind of long term things that would aid climate change and and would help jobs reskilling and the kind of bigger long term challenges. So there is it's nothing to see here. Uh, concerns about the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum, and the apparent plan to turn Canada into a communist state is one of the underlying conspiracy theories motivated by some of the protesters who have participated in the truckers' protest recently, disbanded in Iowa or in, in Ottawa, and it's increasingly a mainstream assumption in conservative circles that something is happening called the Great Reset. I just invite you to go to their own website. I just invite you to to read what they want to do and then go to, oh, I don't know, uh, whitehouse.gov. Look at what they're doing to the farmers in Holland. Look what they're doing over in England. Look at what they're now saying to our farmers. Read the inflation reduction bill and find all of the stuff from the EPA that is exactly the same outlines of the World Economic Forum. So I guess somebody thought about it a lot and decided to implement it. And by the way, it's (laughs) weird that Japan, 
the UK, Joe Biden and others all ran on the campaign slogan, Build Back Better, which is the Great Reset World Economic Forum slogan. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot like you remember the BLM movement. And anytime you said anything negative about the BLM movement, they're like, oh, where are you getting that? Why are you saying that that's a Marxist organization? I don't know, because the leaders said <laughs> it was a Marxist, a Marxist organization. organization. Yeah. Well, what do you mean you want to destroy the family? That's outrageous. I don't know, because it said that they're trying to uh, bring about the <laughs> end their, of the Western traditional family. Uh, you know, on, mm, on their, on their website, website. On their own website. And it's the same with the WEF. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Now, listen, here's a fight that I think you need to get involved in. Um, um, Buddha judge is very interested in California's ban on new gas cars. He's like that. You know, that is really interesting. And I've noticed a couple of states have already joined in on that. And if there's more states that join in, I mean, maybe we should just make this a national policy. Huh? Ladies and gentlemen, Kabuki theater. Here's what's happening somehow or another. And I find this phenomenal somehow or another without you really participating in it and no vote from you 17 states decided you know what whatever california does hey hang 10 we're surfing with you um 17 states now you're going to be surprised at some of these uh states uh because I mean, I wouldn't have seen this coming. Um, Colorado. How did that happen? Connecticut, right? (laughs) Delaware, completely conservative. Maine, Maryland, (laughs) Massachusetts, Minnesota, Mm -hmm. Nevada, New Mexico, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Vermont, Virginia, and Washington. What a surprise. They all signed in, in their own legislatures. They all signed on to whatever California EPA standards on are. They must adopt those same standards. So Buddha Judge wow. is playing his little kabuki theater going, you know, and if other states start to do this, maybe it was already in the cards. Whatever mm-hmm. California does, those states have to do. Did you vote for that? If you're in New York, did you vote for that? Did you vote for California standards? So now New York will have, they may not have announced it yet, but they have signed on to California's emission standards. So you are now going to, you mark my words, no, this is a conspiracy. There is it? <laughs> is it? Ask, ask Virginia. Why is Virginia signed up on this? Washington came out. Yeah, we're with them. Yeah. So are the other 17. But let's roll them out slowly so it seems like a movement instead of a hijacking mm. of our republic. Why now, would you do that? I, I can't even think of a reason why. Because you're corrupt. Virginia would say, yeah, whatever California does, that's that's good for us. Yeah, they're corrupt. Uh, yeah. Your politicians Obviously. were all left-wing politicians that were mm. corrupt. Jeez. And they're they're all in it. They're like, yeah, cars, bad. Gasoline, bad. Oil, bad. Electricity, bad. <laughs> and so they're, they're all signed up. This is another step in ESG. 
because here's what's going to happen. When you have, let's just say these 17 states and they say, nope, no more gasoline cars to 2035. And it's a phase in, by the way. It's like 35 percent of all uh, of all cars have by to be 2026. Yeah, 20, uh, 25 percent, I think. By 2026. By I think t- it is 25. 25 percent. Mm-hmm. In in Virginia, it's about 4 percent of car sales. And in the California emissions bill, they um, penalize any of the car dealerships and the car companies if they sell more than the allotted amount of gasoline cars. And they don't mm. hit the number of electric cars. And they're not going to. They're, they're not oh, going I to. Oh, I think they'll be, damn, they'll, they'll be giving those things away. They'll have to hit that, Pat. They have to hit that. I mean, this is a hijacking. Well, we told you this is not capitalism anymore. By the way, if you think you live in a free country, you don't. You live in a soft authoritarian state. Right now, it's still soft, but it's an authoritarian state. How could you say that? Well, did you vote for that? If you're listening to me and you're Mm. one of those 17 states, did you vote for that? No. That was a cabal of environmentalists that all got together, got their money, and uh, mm. went from state to state that were like-minded, pitched it, and said, here's how we cripple it. Did you see the video we played today about what it takes to make an electric vehicle? No. Oh, my gosh. Can we play it? Uh, yeah, let's go. It's cut 13. Uh, the truth about electric vehicles. Cut 13. Okay. He's looking for it. He's looking for it. Uh, but it, Check your pocket. We want to go yeah, all electric by 2035. Is it practical to do it now? Well, we can make this whole discussion easy with the two-letter word, no. There's no such thing, of course, as a zero-emissions vehicle. The real question is, where are the emissions associated with the electric car? Because what you do with an Watch electric this. vehicle is you don't eliminate emissions. You export them somewhere else. You have mm-hmm. to dig up about 500,000 pounds of materials to make a single 1,000-pound battery. It takes 100 to 300 barrels of oil to manufacture a battery that can hold one barrel of oil equivalent of energy. Just manufacturing <laughs> wow. the battery can have a carbon debt rate ranging from 10 tons to 40 tons of CO2. And the plans that are in place to increase the use of batteries will require an increase in production of minerals like lithium, cobalt, zinc. Demand for those minerals will increase between 400% and 4,000%. Isn't enough mining in the world to make enough batteries for that many people for their car? Nobody thinks about that. Nobody talks about that. Have you heard those stats? No. 500,000 tons of material goes in to make one of those vehicles? We should look up the stats. I saw this stat the other day, and I I don't want to quote it because I know I'll get it wrong. But the stats of batteries that have to be replaced by 2030 and what you're going to do with all of those batteries. Yeah, where what are you going to put do? them? What do you when do you're with done with them, where do they go? Yeah. Because they're not environmentally friendly. You know what this is? What was the name of the uh, that ugly, ugly car? Not the Zill from uh, the Soviet Union. They sold them everywhere in the behind the Iron Curtain. And now... They made this super, super economical, great for everything shell of a body. Mm-hmm. And now the cars are gone, but they cannot reuse the bodies of those cars. They can't they can't destroy them. They can't they can't reuse them. So 
all over the former Soviet Union are these gigantic stacks of just the bodies of these cars. <laughs> I mean, that's it's, the kind of thing we're going to be seeing. Because that's state top-down yep. thinking. And nobody thought it through. No. By the way, if you're in one of these states, you are suing the states that are following California. Um, you have um, Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Texas, Utah, and West Virginia. There's a couple of uh, missing states there, but a glaring one is Florida. These are the people that filed a lawsuit in May before any of us were aware of it, challenging California's ability to depart from federal emission standards and implement its own vehicle emission standard and zero emissions goals. 17 states are suing. 17 states are already on board on the other side. No, we no, we're not headed for any kind no. of trouble or oh. disorder at all. Na, 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 na.